My Crazy Family. It's the brand new podcast that we have officially launched that you can now subscribe to and you can now share your crazy family stories to as well. You're about to hear a 15-minute preview of My Crazy Family. While you're listening, be sure to search My Crazy Family on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Brand new episodes every single Monday and Wednesday of each week, jam-packed with crazy family stories that may make you and your family feel quite normal, (laughs) or maybe not. Search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts, press subscribe, and then share your crazy family story as well. Enjoy this 15-minute preview of the My Crazy Family podcast. At any age, your parents coming to you and saying, we're going to get a divorce, it can be quite traumatic, even if you're 20 and your parents have been together for 38 years. Divorce is hard no matter what age you are. It doesn't matter. Today, we're going to hear about uh, one man's struggle through it on My Crazy Family. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe on Apple Podcasts and get our program commercial free and get advanced episodes of the show weeks before they're released to everybody else. And you get the archive, all of it ad free. You can binge away on this stuff back to back to back to back. And thank you if you've already signed up there on Apple Podcasts. You can even try it for three days free. Uh, do check that out. We'll have a uh, option for non-Apple podcast users soon as well. It's uh, Tony and Stacy Cole with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, we're we're getting to the holiday season. I sound like a broken record, but man, if you'd like 500 bucks in your pocket from Amazon, boy, do we have a way for you to do it. We're just asking you to review our podcast, take a screenshot of it, and then send it to contest at crazyfampod.com. I just spent a mm, hundred bucks at Amazon, just buying like some regular stuff. I, mm-hmm. I could use this gift card. Can I send, can I send in? Um, unfortunately you're not qualified to win because you're part of the program. Oh, all right. But, well, I uh, had to check. Had my to mom, check. my mom absolutely hated it when I started working in radio because oh, she couldn't win things. Oh my God. My mom was what would be known as what we called in radio at the time, a prize pig. Prize pig. Now, is it appropriate oh, no. to say that? Is it is it uh, is it uh, shaming to pigs? Probably, um, yeah. but um, it was uh, what was the the terminology used? And they knew who she was when I started there. They're like, oh no, like oh your mom's Peggy. I'm like, yeah. Oh, she yeah. wins all, and she did. Like she had a calendar on the um, uh, on the fridge, and it marked down like what radio station she won a contest on. And what date she could play again. And she followed the rules. I'll give her that. Because plenty a lot of prize picks do not. They just hope that right. you'll not catch it. Um, but she followed the rules um pretty, pretty strict. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, there were so many things. I mean, had she not won half the stuff on the radio, quite honestly, um, we wouldn't have done a lot of stuff out outside of the house, uh, because they didn't have a lot of extra disposable income. So going and eating at Rocky Rococo's and winning <laughs> that pizza. Uh, yeah. or whatever it may have been, uh, really provided a lot of um, socialness or being able to go to eat in my childhood. Um, Did you ever talk to her about about her obsession with winning radio prizes? 
I think a little. I, I don't know that it was that much of an obsession as it was almost a necessity because they didn't have a lot of money. Um, okay. So so if we wanted to go out to eat, we'd win a contest. And it was it was pretty easy to win a local radio contest. You know, it was like just trivia or things like that. And she liked trivia. And so she'd you know, play those sort of things. And yeah, there was so much going out to eat. It was, <laughs> but every 30 days, <laughs> depending on the contest oh, yeah. and the station. Absolutely. And, you know, I will kind of give away a little secret here. If you want to get on the air or if you want to have a chance to win something, all you have to do when you call a radio station is act really excited. Give that <laughs> DJ something that they can air. Exactly. If, yep. if, if radio stations are still doing local contests where you well, live. if they are, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just just sound good and sound excited. Like when they, they call and and like, who's this? And they don't they don't necessarily tell you what caller you are yet. They're, Hi, it's Christy. I'm calling from blah, blah, blah. Guess what, Christy? You're caller 20. Even if you're caller five, you're instantly caller 20. Boom. Because yep. that's how a lot of that shit worked. You bet it is. We're, we're, we just were looking for somebody that gave us good radio mm -hmm. so that when our program director gave us our air check, meaning they sat down and replayed your show for you, they went, oh, that was a great winner. Yeah, because then it was always, yeah. it was the worst if you ever did it live, uh, but yep. sometimes you had to, and you get the one like, oh, great, thank you. I'm glad yeah, I won. thanks. Okay. Yeah, how you doing today? Fine. Fine. Like, why did you even pick up the phone and call me? Like, I'm amazed you had the energy to do that in your negative world you're living in right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you couldn't say that sort of stuff. Anyway, lovely yeah. things with people today uh, on the show. And if you want to share your crazy family story, it does not have to be of horrific murders and maimings or anything like that. Those are what we do on Fear Thy Family throughout the week. This can just be crazy normal things like, I don't know, um, abducting your family members. Uh, no. no. Not even that. No, just a, what happened at Thanksgiving? What was the argument about? What happened? Who put the cat food in the jello? Whatever it was, uh, you can share it with us uh, on our website, which is crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com, where you can call in your stories, too. At 833-CRAY-FAM. That's 833-272-9326. What do we got? An interesting one to start off today's uh, episode. This is from one of our listeners, one of our very faithful listeners. This person says, I have found the solution. So it's not necessarily a crazy family story, but it's how to cope with a crazy family. Ooh, is this like the secret, like the book that everybody used I to read? So. And then it turned out to be a total fucking crazy thing and a bunch of people well, died? We will find <laughs> out. It says, I have found the solution. First, I must accept my family members exactly as they are right here, right now. This helped me let go of my resentments. One like definition it. of resentment is to relive events over and over. The resentments I hold do not affect or change the other person. They have done the best they can. Certain people can't give me certain types of support. The well is dry. So I found some new wells. Then I changed my language. No one triggers me. I'm not a victim. As an adult, as a child, yes. People don't push my buttons. I'm the one who installed the buttons, and I'm the only one who can activate them. Ooh, I kind of like that. It's kind of Oprah-like. I like a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. When I do, I already know what is behind the door. I lose my right to bitch and own my actions. Boundaries are for me, not other people. That gives them power. I see it like this. I don't have the power to control others, so I can't make others adhere to my boundaries. 
My mom, she is who she is. Whenever I choose to engage with her and not use my boundaries, I become entirely insane. I'm being snarky, self-righteous, angry, judgmental, and an actual steamroller. Why? Because our interactions leave me feeling horrible and guilty. I beat myself up and I try to amend my behavior by visiting her, offering to do all sorts of stuff for her to ease my guilt, which is manipulative behavior and quite selfish of me. I start to believe the fear and lie that it is the core of my soul. I'm a terrible human being and unlovable. I seek constant validation from everyone and everything. I act like a needy child who is demanding attention and praise. This is heavy shit, but it's my heavy shit, not my mom's. My behavior and actions are the only things I look at because I am the only one who controls my reactions. I don't waste energy on my mom's actions at all. Because when I do, the loop starts over again, and my mind becomes a battlefield in an unwinnable war. It's simple, too. I forgot to accept my mom. I'm the one who doesn't respect my boundaries. And when I cross one of my boundaries, I am the crazy one. It's not my mom's fault or her issue. When I hold on to my boundaries, I'm humble. Humility, for me, is peace. It's me being okay with all my current circumstances and keeping myself in balance then I can clearly see my mom's behavior from a different perspective. It's not personal. She acts this way with everyone in my family. So when I sit down to call her, I make sure I'm on the beam. If things start going sideways, I change the topic or I get off the phone politely. My mom, or excuse me, my dog throws up frequently when I talk to my mom. And I have a feeling this is like in quotes, like, oh, the dog's puking. I got to go. But I'm sure the dog's not puking. And if it is, you need to get it checked. Anyway, I don't visit her unless I have a reason. We do live in the same city. I check my motives when interacting with her. I make sure I'm keeping to my boundaries. I have a list of things we enjoy talking about or doing together, but I don't really engage with her. It's lonely at times, but all feelings are okay as long as they don't hurt anyone. I often don't pick up the phone when I see her name. My siblings don't understand why I choose not to spend holidays with her, which includes them as well. I don't need to defend my reasons. I don't need them to see it my way and validate me. I do miss out on a lot of family stuff. When this dynamic is in place, the children often pick up and use the same shitty coping skills. So I have boundaries with my siblings, and they are each different. Boundaries are walls. I've had to move some of the walls due to my mom's health decisions. She's 87 but I take it slow and easy. It has slightly changed my mom's behavior toward me, but it doesn't last. I'm not participating the majority of the time, but I will be honest here. Sometimes I'm on the phone with her and the behavior starts and I pick it up. I tell her everything that's wrong with her and how I feel about it. It's like I'm floating out of my body and watching this spectacle. And it feels great at the moment. Nothing is better than feeling self-righteous over another, but it is sick. And I do get something out of it until the pain of changing is less than the pain of staying the same. My family nickname was the reactor. Well, now I try to respond instead. But it's crazy. It's hard work. I can see humor in most situations, and that helps. Crazy stories are fun, but there is work to be done behind it. I don't condone shitty behavior anymore. My mom does her best, and I love her as she is. But my kids have a healthy relationship and appreciation of me. They only witnessed my mom's manipulative behavior and guilt-shaming toward me once. They were 21 and 23 years old. I was on the phone, and it was on speaker. 
Things went sideways unexpectedly, and they were shocked. They could not believe what they were hearing. They had never seen this side of her because of my boundaries. So thanks for letting me ramble. It's not a story, but I like being in the solutions. Hearing other solutions can be helpful. The show is great. Thanks again, Magpie. I like a lot of that. Yeah, I do too. I do. I think there's a lot. There's certain things in there that sounds like they work for Magpie, and um, you know that's good. And others, you know, works good for one, may not work for the other. But I think that they've really done some digging here into themselves to try and find a way to make um, some peace work where otherwise it's just hitting your head against a, a wall. And, yeah. and that can be the worst. And I, there's a lot of good things that are in there. Uh, some of the things that uh, really kind of stood out to me um, initially was um, the thought of, okay, letting go of, of a lot of things and letting go of the past and being there when in the present with them, not who they were, who you want them to be, um, and and not holding on to the grudges of the past. I guess what I find difficult about that area is I I completely agree. I try to live by that as much as I can. Uh, but what about when they don't? When they don't, because mm. they're not going to live by anything you just said. Um, yeah. But if they're not living by it, I guess that's what makes it. You know, those difficult moments where, and I think it was described in there, they just kind of have to disconnect from them. They don't go to those family things all the time. And, you know, basically, if you know you're on an active rail line that the trains plow through every day, you probably just can't set up tents on the rail lines and expect not to get hit by the train. You can watch and look and go close to the rail line, wave at the train every now and then, but don't camp there because you'll get run over. So I think that that might be kind of how that's looked at. What a great way to put it. You know, we know the train's coming. We've seen the train. There are the tracks. We know that's exactly what's going to happen. And yet sometimes just because of how we were raised or or it's just ingrained in us, we we go sit on the tracks and we, we hope for a different outcome. And it's like, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's like if you're raised on the rail line, but you were on the train, so you're familiar with the atmosphere. You're familiar with it. It feels good. It feels there's a sense of, uh, you know, familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. But when you're you're off the train now, you, and you can't get back on it, it's not the same. Just standing on the tracks. It may yeah. look similar. It may look like the train area where you are so happy and familiar, but you're not on the train anymore, and now it's dangerous. So stand off to the side and wave. Unless you're on yeah. another train, other than trains do collide sometimes too. So. Yeah, they do, and they derail. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but it's it's a great analogy. I really like that. Just made that up. Um, the other part that I really liked was the identifying of not being the victim. That is mm-hmm. something I'd love to scream on a megaphone as I walk through Walmart. Um, <laughs> want more of the My Crazy Family podcast? Well, you're in luck. There's plenty of episodes to start binging away on right now for absolutely free. All you have to do is search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts or on Apple Podcasts and find our program and press subscribe. My Crazy Family. Search for it now, press subscribe, and start binging away this instant. My Crazy Family. Enjoy.